Hey, this is Chris and Jan Woodruff, and you are listening to the Hindsight Podcast, where we sit down with people and we take a look back at what we can learn from a very specific season in their life. So we're coming off of a fun and long weekend. Yes, it's been great, although it's been freezing. It has been freezing. With no snow. So what I don't like in the South is that if it's going to be cold and rainy and dreary, I'd rather just have snow that's yeah. beautiful and pretty and you can get outside and play in it. Or just freezing. I'm okay with freezing, but just cold and wet is just blah. <laughs> it really is. It's just no fun. You don't like going to your car. The firewood's wet. It's just it's just not any good. No, it's not great. But weather aside, we had a fun weekend, a lot of serving uh, through our church and mm-hmm. some lighthouse stuff. And, uh, and I was really encouraged today. Um, got to speak with, uh, a couple at one of the service projects we were doing and they mentioned that they had had heard about and had been listening, uh, to the podcast I know. and they were just sharing how it had been really cool for them to be able to hear all the different couples mm-hmm. because we've been learning so much. It was really encouraging to hear that someone else was learning and, and uh, really just enjoying the opportunity to hear from all the great couples that we've got to sit with and, and then with Misty as well. And, and so just really encouraged to hear that it's actually making yeah. a difference. We're excited because obviously the whole reason we broadcast this is because it's such great stuff that we don't want to keep it to ourselves. Yeah. So I'm very thankful for those of you who are listening and who are getting something out of it because that's the whole reason why we do this. That's right. So for thank you for sharing that. Uh, you know who you are. Um, <laughs> I really appreciate it. Jan really appreciates it. It, it encourages us uh, as we continue on uh, because we know we're learning a lot. Right. We're just glad to hear that others are too. Um, those of you that are listening and, uh, and also may feel the same way, please go out and review and rate on iTunes wherever you're listening to this because that will help others find this and be able to go out and listen and learn to all these great folks uh, as well. So please help us. And it gives us a good read on whether it's helpful or it's great, good, bad, needs changing. Yeah. Um, So we definitely want to be growing and learning always. So we really appreciate any feedback that you can provide us. Yeah. So, hey, our next uh, two episodes here uh, are with Jeff and Wendy Henderson. Super thrilled that you guys get to listen in on the conversation that we got to have with them. We, uh, we learned a ton sitting with them and we've known Jeff and Wendy for a while mm-hmm. and, uh, and kind of walked, uh, and saw their, I've seen their journey kind of unfold over the, the last, what, 10 to 15 years, maybe. Yeah. I had the opportunity to meet Jeff when he was making the change from corporate America into church world. Yeah. And so he and I got to work together and just has, I've always been impressed by Jeff and admired him cause he's just a really sharp, kind, amazing leader. Yeah. He's just an amazing leader and guy. And so then getting to meet Wendy was like the cherry on the top because she's hysterical, yeah. but Wendy she is, is so heartfelt. And, awesome. mm-hmm. and they are just a really cool couple. Like together, it's just so much fun to get to know them. And it's really an honor yeah. to have them as friends. And a fun family. You're going to hear that uh, with them. And this first episode with them, we get into just their process on learning. They spent a lot of time learning from others early on in their marriage. And so they're going to talk a little bit about that mm-hmm. and they'll get into a little bit of just the interesting dynamic for them. They've got two kids, a boy and a girl and just the dynamic for them and the father, son, mother, daughter relationship. They talk a little bit about that because they were super intentional. Most of very, things. very much. So you'll get to hear some of those. It's really neat. Um, some of the things that they did. Uh, and so those are some of the things we get into in the first one. So, um, 
I'm excited you guys are going to get to listen and learn with them. Just another thing for you all to consider, I know I mentioned it maybe in a previous podcast, is that several of the couples that we've met with have been also people who have met with people ahead of them, depending on what season they were in and where they wanted to learn. So I really challenge you. First, we are so thankful you're sitting here with us and learning alongside of us. But I also want to challenge you to look around you because there are people that you know, neighbors, people in your church, people in your work, who would be very open to going and having a cup of coffee and being able to share wisdom with you. So continue to be learners and and look at who God has placed right in your circle because you'll be very surprised that there's some great wisdom sitting right next to you. That's right. So let's uh, jump in and learn with Jeff and Wendy. Hey, everybody. We're sitting here with Jeff and Wendy Henderson. Thank you guys so much for sitting down and joining us. We're super excited to learn from you. I know the folks listening, there's a lot that they're going to get out of this time with you guys. But to start, why don't we give everybody a little bit of context about who you are? So tell us a little bit about you guys, your family, how long you've been married, things like that. Sure. Um, Well, we've been married coming up on 22 years Mm -hmm. in October. So um, we actually have a history way back. I like to say that we went to Norcross together, but that means I was at the elementary school and Jeff was at the high school. So <laughs> he's eight years older than me. So, but I, we actually grew up in um, the same church and I did know who he was, had a crush on him. And then when the, by the time I was 22, somebody actually set us up on a date. So wow. I said, sure, I'll, at least I'll go on one date with that guy. And um, we've been dating ever since. Yeah, this is so. a blind date that actually worked. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It was half blind, though, because I knew. That's right. That's you, right. So, yeah. That's so fun. Now tell us about your kids. Yeah, so we have um, our daughter is 19, Jessie. She's at Samford University. She's a sophomore there. And then our son is 17, almost 17 next month. And he is Cole, and um, he'll be a junior at North Gwinnett or wow. is a junior at North Gwinnett High School. So, awesome. Yeah. He's driving now, too, so be careful out there. Yeah, yeah right? right. Yeah, so he's, and he's, well, he's been, he goes to school and then works part-time here at Gwinnett Church where we are. So awesome. Gotcha. He's doing some part-time work with our middle school ministry, so he may be around here today. Yeah. So. Very cool. He might pop in. Has, he, has he broken that barrier of being able to have people in the car with him? He has. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's he's almost up to three people in the car, you know. Oh, wow, 17, yeah. Is it 17? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're not there yet. CJ's yeah. 16 in January. So we've heard from neighbors like what the, you know, it's like the six month mark. The six month mark. Is when you can have one. Mm -hmm. And so 17, you can have three or two. I think 17, you can have. I think it's interesting. I think it's three. Yeah. Yeah. Like a family member and then maybe two extra. Yeah. Something like that. that. Yeah. yeah. You can always have a family member and none of us want to ride with (laughs) us. So So he's usually alone or has one friend. That's right. Yeah. So for those of you listening, we're in Georgia. Those are Georgia rules. I don't know. That's not everywhere, but um, that's certainly the way it is here in Georgia. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, thanks for sharing that. I know that helps give everybody just a little bit of context about who you guys are. Yeah. And we're excited to have you guys here. We know you guys personally, which makes it even better. Jeff and I, we've known each other, I don't even know how long. I think about 15 years. It has been 15 years. We worked together at North Point Community Church when you first came on, and now you've just ridden the sails and are opening two churches. And and then through that, I got to know Wendy, which has always been a treasure because she's hysterical and fun. Yeah, Yeah, I remember um, we volunteered on a few things together. I think we stayed in trouble instead of helped. We did. We were crafting together. Was there karaoke involved in that? There always is karaoke involved if Uh, I'm around. That's what I I remember. Uh Well, we're big fans of y'all's, and thanks for doing this for parents. And parenting is... uh, 
it's the most wonderful thing and the most challenging yeah, thing I've ever done. It is. So it is. What you're doing is really important. Well, Thanks. we're having fun. We're learning tons. I know. Which is fantastic. So no pressure. Just load us up. With <laughs> some great we're wisdom. still learning a lot, too. <laughs> I think right. we're always learning as parents, for sure. I know. So. It doesn't stop. It does not. So take us back. So when you guys were early married or um, starting to think about having a family, who are some people that you guys put into your path that help to give you guys some advice? Mm-hmm. Well, I think Jeff and I are both truly gifted in that we both have great sets of parents who, yeah. you know, we looked up to and looked to for how they did things. Um, and so we, you know, kind of naturally came into that with those conversations and, and knew from the beginning how we wanted our parenting to look right. uh, based on that. I think the, when we had our children and got a little older, we started looking at families that, you know, had similar age children. We were at Buckhead Church and the kids were little and we got to know David and Laura McDaniel. And so I reached out to Laura because she had a daughter and then a you know, son two years younger than that. And that yep. was exactly our kids, uh-huh. yeah. you know, but they were about, I mean, I don't know, eight to 10 years ahead of us. So I just asked Laura if we could start meeting for lunch, if she would mentor me. And she did. She jumped right on that. And we just met for lunch for a long season. And just it was it was great to be able to just ask her questions where they were. And I still, you know, I think Lucy, her oldest, um, was in college when we started this. And now Jesse's in college. So I'm kind of there now. I know. know, Applying a lot of this stuff. So it's a lot of fun. We we don't really have any excuses. We Mm -hmm. our parents were great parents. So (laughs) that's why we turned out so well. right? <laughs> so even if we just do half of what they did. Yeah. But for me, there were a lot of people like that. Sonny Newton, I don't know if you know Sonny. I know the name. So Sonny's mm-hmm. kind of a legend at Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. And so he and I would do Cracker Barrel dinners yeah. together and or breakfast together. And he he was he was just a great mentor in terms of yeah. here's, here's some things to think through. But one of the things for me early on is is I started writing letters to Jesse. Just kind of writing letters about I remember things I, that. Things mm-hmm. I wanted to her to be about and think about and be, you know, what I wanted to be about. And those letters really, in retrospect, sometimes were more for me as a reminder. Stay focused. Yeah. And, you know, you hear this all the time. It's going to fly by. But Wendy and I can tell you, it does. it's going to fly by. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm so glad that, that those letters kind of help ground, kind of ground me in terms of what's really more important. And these, these years are really important. Yeah. And I think what's hard, when I think back, I always call it the zone. So I, we had three, and it was five, three, and one. Mm-hmm. And I had decided to come home, and Chris was in grad school, and I was like, what have we just done? Because those days are so, so intense, and they're so labor-intense. Your kids are not totally independent. Mm-hmm. And so I think those days feel so, so long. Mm-hmm. And then when you hit probably like eight, nine, ten, is when you kind of get cruise control, mm-hmm. and then it, and you take off. So for people who are listening that have younger kids and you think, yeah, whatever, mm-hmm. um, take it all in now because you do. You hit a, you hit a point where everybody's self-sufficient and then those are the years that start flying by. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah, no, that's true. Those, those younger years definitely seem longer. But yeah. Once, <laughs> once they can bathe themselves, I think that was like the, you know, uh, right. point where I was like, okay, I think we're doing well. And so, it and seems like in the last couple of years, you know, we've got um, our oldest is in 10th grade mm-hmm. and we're a little behind you guys. It seems like the gas pedal has just been stepped on even hard. Like, we're just going that much faster, yeah. knowing that, oh, my gosh, he's only in the house for two and a half more years, yeah. and then his brother's right behind him, and then Rena's right behind him. All of a sudden, it's like it, it just keeps it's going. It's like dominoes, right? It yeah. really is. Um, two things I want to point out on just what you guys were talking about. One, Wendy, just talking about the intentionality of reaching out, mm-hmm. right? You made that. I think that's so important for folks to hear of, you know, if, if you're looking for somebody, you can't wait for them to come and knock on your door and mm-hmm. say, hey, right. I think you need 
need to meet with somebody older than right. you. That's right. probably not going to happen, right? Yeah. Initiating that and, and going out. So just to encourage anyone listening, if if you're looking for that, you've got to be bold and go knock on a door and invite somebody. Mm-hmm. And you might get a no, but mm-hmm. keep knocking until you get the yes. Someone's going to be feeling that same tug of, I need to invest in someone. Right. Um, so I'd encourage folks that are listening to do that. I think that's fantastic. And then I want to hear more this letters thing. So is that something, Jeff, that you did? Did you write a letter and just immediately give it to her or was it something like how did you how did you do that what was the process of it well she couldn't read a lot of the, she, she could read the time so oh so it was uh, that so even so earlier was okay yeah. okay so just, oh wow it was that early yeah okay just 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 remind myself stay focused you know and and just different things and and, and obviously you know that life isn't promised and, yeah and but for example, one of the one of the gifts my dad gave me, he gave me his preaching Bible. But in the inside cover of the preaching Bible, he wrote me a letter saying, here's some things I believe about you as a preacher, communicator, and leader. Well, my dad's been gone for five years, but he speaks to me every time I preach with that Bible. Yeah. So mm-hmm. those, those letters for me are an opportunity for, for to leave a legacy. Wow. And, uh, I love it. And so... But, um, so it just kind of reminded me. I, I think, too, I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves as parents, too, because... You know, if you were to walk up and go, okay, I want to start learning how to play the piano. Well, you're not going to, you don't have to learn lessons. Well, parenting is the same way. So we think we're supposed to come into this Mm -hmm. as experts. Absolutely. And so we feel bad for trying to be learners or ask somebody, well, that's what you do if you're going to learn how to play the piano. Mm -hmm. Right. And and with all due respect to piano playing, Mm -hmm. raising kids, it's even more important. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you don't really know everything Mm-hmm. That, welcome to the human race. Right. That's right. Absolutely. And I would say when you meet with a <clears throat> excuse me when you meet with a mentor, have questions ready because they don't always you know <coughs> you're going to invite them in, but That's they're right. not just going to dump their you know right. knowledge on you. Right. But have some questions so that you know you can ask them and they can respond, and then you kind of you know can rabbit trail off of that and learn a lot. But you know, make it intentional with your time and with their time, or they're not going to want to meet with you again. Yeah. You know, if you're just yeah, kind of looking at each other. So. That's an important point because if yeah. you show, what, you know, I want you to mentor me. Go, and so that's just the pressure. Of, <laughs> that's I don't right. know what to say, but yeah. I've got, or I've got five questions. It'll take thirty minutes, and I'll pay for your breakfast. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Yeah. Most people are going to, and a lot of people aren't being asked parenting questions. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there's, and when you begin to ask them, I see this happen with Wendy all the time. When young moms ask her questions they just unlock all this wisdom that she doesn't even know she has. Right. Yeah. What's You're the, about to see that now. Yeah. So what's, that's right. You're about to, we're no, about to unlock it. We're going to watch it unfold. We're going to watch it right now. We're unlocking it right here, right now. <laughs> so what would you say, if you could pick, is the best advice that you got? Or maybe each of you have a different answer to the same question. Mm-hmm. I, one thing that stands out to me that Laura taught me, because like I said, her kids were late high school and college at the time we were meeting. And I remember they went on like some really cool trips and I was like, you know, that's really neat that y'all do that. And she was like, you know what? It's not that we have all this money to spend, but it's how we're choosing to spend our money. And that is mm-hmm. such wise, uh, such a wise way to spend the money. So we've been able to do that. You know, we've taken vacations that are maybe a little out of our budget, but just to be with our kids and do something exciting. But you want to make it good so that they'll want to come with you. Right. You know, because right. these are the years that, you know, you want them to want to be with you. And so you do have to kind of step it up a notch, you know, yeah. unfortunately. And then when you spend that time together, they actually see, well, oh, it's kind of fun being with mom and dad. So yeah. we've taken, um, we've been to London and um, 
all three California and stuff, which were, I mean, a little hard for us to make happen. But, right. you know, you just kind of are like, we're going to sacrifice these things over here so to make this happen. Absolutely. And it was, you know, now that Jesse's halfway through college almost, it's like, you know, it was worth it. That was a know? worthwhile yeah. investment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Memories. Talk about expensive. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to college, Jeff. We'll get to college. <laughs> I think for me, one of the many lessons my dad taught me is that be affectionate. And I think sometimes this may be hard for dads because we want to be the rough and tumble, and sometimes the moms are more affectionate. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, my dad would always put his hands on my shoulders and kiss me on the cheek and say, you know, I love you, and, and mm. give me a blessing. And my yeah. dad, and we can talk a little bit more about that, but the, the, the blessing. But so I, you know, I hug and kiss Cole. I don't know that he likes it or not, but uh, I do it. And, <laughs> he stands and takes it at yeah, least. Yeah, <laughs> stands and takes it. But I think over time he'll, he'll enjoy it and <laughs> look back. At least I do. And yeah. then obviously with, with Jesse, and one of the things I've, you know, I've been encouraged is just continue to tell her she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, she may act like she doesn't want to hear it, but right. if she does, just keep saying it. So yeah. I think just that affection and That's love. That's great. And sometimes in the dad world, we're more you know, familiar or comfortable, rather, throwing a baseball, which mm-hmm. I totally am for. Than hugging and kissing and saying I love you, but I right. think that still matters. Yeah, it's got to be both, right? So it can't much. be one or the other. Mm-hmm. It's a both hand, and mm-hmm. I think that's important. I think dads need to be reminded of that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come as natural to right. everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's great. Well, we've learned too, and even I can learn from myself. Is that it's so easy to find the criticism, especially when we're in the middle school and the high school, or the redirection, yes. redirecting, yes. or re- re- revisiting mm-hmm. something we've already brought up, and. One thing that we've learned along the way is just to be super intentional with our words mm-hmm. and find that at this age, the kids are super sensitive. They are coming through awkward ages and trying to find their identity. So the affirmation we can give them with our words, like you, you're really good at this mm-hmm. instead of why is all your wet towels on mm-hmm. the floor, you know, right. over and over is really for me trying to over in, in an appropriate way. Also sure. that it's authentic is yeah. to give them the words that show their character. Yes. You, know, you can and redirect like in a positive yeah. way rather than just, you know, I, I tend to be naggy, so I have to watch myself with that. Yeah. Jeff's such a great encourager, and so I've been able to watch him encourage, you know, and of course I sometimes give him a hard time about being Disney dad because of that. <laughs> he's definitely more liked at times than I am, but it is, it is neat to watch what his encouragement does mm-hmm. to them, especially coming from their father, yeah. because I think... Moms naturally tend to encourage, but to come from a dad has been really cool to see. You, yeah, you can tell. And he always asks, kids, do you all ever doubt that we love you? And they're like, no, dad. <laughs> <laughs> but they never will. Right. They never doubt that. Which is great. I love that. Love it. I love that. What are some things that maybe you guys learned or even tried along the way that, you know, whatever stage it may have been, uh, that stand out to you where you you implemented them as parents and you went, yeah, that didn't work. Mm-hmm. That's not a good practice. We're going to readjust and, and do something different. I would drive the kids to school a lot, and I had this great idea. We would listen to the Success Magazine CD. You know, it was be it's a true story. Leadership interviews, you know, and how great. And then I would find And they these, were like five, right? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> not much older. And then I would find these inspirational YouTube videos that we would listen to on the, on the way to school. I mean, who doesn't want to do that? And so that will be what my kids talk about in counseling. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And so that just never seemed to work. Didn't, pay. Didn't me do favors either because <laughs> they were like, this. take me to school. 
nine to add. Yeah, I will say this, and I think that's what prompted Cole to get his license earlier than the initials <laughs> that he drove himself to school. But if Cole were in here and you asked him to quote this inspirational YouTube video, he could do he it. He could do it. So I'm telling you, there's, <laughs> so there's the power of osmosis. When you take a nap in the car and you're trying to forget yeah. it, it actually goes in and sticks. And it's, yeah. a, it's like a three-minute video. Oh, my so goodness. That's you, great. There's some good nuggets in there. But <laughs> that, you know, leadership lessons with dad didn't really ever work. Didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think one thing we learned is we we had to learn to parent our kids differently, not putting not creating this parenting box mm-hmm. and then making them fit in it because our kids are so incredibly different. So anything from even discipline, I mean, when they were really little, you know, three-year-olds are always the hardest. And so, you know, you would look at Jesse, she would straighten up. Cole would fight it tooth and nail to the very right. end, you know, and you're having to wear him out or whatever to, <laughs> you know, make him change his behavior. Whereas Jesse, you just look at her with this look on your face and she's changed, you know? Yeah. So, um, I think we learned early on to parent them individually, you know, rather than, because we did try to put them in that parenting box and that didn't work, you know, for Cole. So how does it play out? So you have a boy and a girl, obviously there's two of you guys mm-hmm. are, who are you most like? You Cole. know, so you're like Cole, and then Jesse's more like you, Jeff. So Wendy never really took school seriously. So, <laughs> so when she gets... That's why I like her. I think we're the similar. We're just right. so similar. Well, she's the fun one. I'm the boring one, okay? Even though you're Disney dad. Yeah. Right. That's right. But so when Cole doesn't take school seriously, I just tell you, say, well, see, the Lord's paying you back for all the stuff that <laughs> That's you, right. all the you put your parents through. And it is hard parenting myself. You know? I know. I, mean, I need right to there. go apologize to my parents now, you know, for what I put them through because mm-hmm. they used to get on to me about my grades and I'm doing the same with Cole and you know I, I'm like I just can't say that much but I can and I'm trying to go with it what would I do and well just last night I mean Cole came home from spending hanging out with our, his friends and then Wendy pulls up his history grade and said when's your next test uh, tomorrow so <laughs> he's been gone <laughs> and he hasn't studied at all and so right. it's now at 10 o'clock at night so yeah. then they're like okay you're going to study for a while mm-hmm. so so that's when we tell him well you better make an A or here are some consequences yeah, so exactly. whereas Jesse never even had to be told to study you know she she had the boundaries yes and the, took that seriously yeah. discipline and, yep <laughs> now has there been anything that you guys have done there's so many different resources out there whether it's you know the love languages or you know right path or the colors or have have y'all got like kind of done anything to help identify what are the personalities of our kids and you know how do we best parent them knowing our style and their style have y'all done any of those yeah I think it was hard to figure out their love languages early on I think um I think it changes so much when they're growing up because they're trying to figure out what it is. Mm-hmm. So I think I was always trying to guess at the love languages. <coughs> Jesse's acts of service. Yeah, she. That. well, we know that now, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably easier to identify in their later, like, teenage and yeah. a little older years than when they're a little younger. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, Jesse just recently took the Enneagram. And so now she's starting oh, to get into this yeah. kind of stuff. So we're starting to, yeah, we're starting to figure out a little more about their personalities. But I hesitate to pinpoint them too much because I think they're so young and they change that, you know, mm-hmm. I've even read somewhere not to even let some, I mean, a certain personality test that I was doing said, you know, don't do this until you're about 18 because I think you're just yeah. forever changing. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it would be accurate. And you might put them in this box of, oh, you're this personality right. when really they're not. They were just, you know, 15. Mm-hmm. So what are some things you guys did to nurture your relationship? So like 
for instance, you and Cole? Like, is there something more? Because sometimes it's easier to, you know, relate to your same gender or not. So mm-hmm. if you guys are alike, maybe you guys bond much easier than you and Jesse did. Yeah, I think we have that advantage with our kids because Jesse and I obviously being same gender, you have that bond. And then Cole and I are just so much alike. So yeah. we have the same sense of humor. We like some of the same things. Mm-hmm. But even um, I, one thing that I did that is a little unusual as a mom, but I did it, was I used to play Xbox with him. Uh-huh. When, you did know, you? He was about 12 or 13, 14. Even I don't do that anymore because he's really good. But <laughs> I used to beat him in NCAA football. No you know? kidding. Yeah, good when for you. Jeff would get mad at me because he's such the encourager. I'm like, but when he beats me one day, he's gonna know that he really beat me. You know, <laughs> right. and he did, and I quit playing. With so him, you're so. also competitive. Is what we're getting. Bit, yeah. <laughs> That's great. I love it. And this isn't unusual, but we were pretty much at every game: volleyball, soccer, mm-hmm. basketball, mm-hmm. baseball game, and so that we sports really were a big part of our our family. We, mm-hmm. when you and I both played sports growing up, and mm-hmm. so we were excited when they got interested in sports. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Cole and I bond over University of Georgia, and Wendy and Jesse bond over Auburn University. So, yeah. well, go dogs! Yeah, we're <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm the only Auburn fan in here. I think. So. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All these Georgia Bulldogs. We have a a divided family for sure. Yeah. But Jessie and I, um, when she was about 13, she was in sixth grade, we um, heard about uh, through our friend Lauren that Lauren had done or lived with a family in Dallas that did a small girls group with their moms. And so they called it Circle of Friends. And so I kind of, you know, inquired about that a lot with Lauren, and she told us all about it. And so what we did is we got some of Jesse's friends. Jesse went to a small school in sixth grade, and um, so there were, you know, about 20 kids in her class. So that narrowed it down to her little friend group was about six girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we got um, those girls together and their moms, and we met on a monthly basis and would cover some topic. And you would make it fun, but then you would have intentional conversation which it was interesting because the girls would actually open up more with other with their friends there and even other moms. You know, it just yeah. made the conversation yeah. flow a little better. So we were able to just tackle some some of the subjects, you know, they're kind of awkward to tackle or you don't think to, you know, just by kind of creating that community around it. So That's cool. So how long did that take? Yeah. Was it a year long or um, we actually met we started about halfway through sixth grade year and probably did it for a couple of years. Oh, I think cool. we fizzled out at the end of eighth grade. But yeah, it was fun because they were a such good friends and you know the first year we would have some guest speakers come in and then the next year the moms led it fully and and then you know the girls just really embraced that time and and learned a lot I love that because Rena is now entering sixth grade so and we've talked about doing something so to have something like that I'd love to Mm -hmm. steal you away for coffee later yeah just love that really be able to because I think she's so needy for it Mm -hmm. and it's fun because we've talked about either deeper bible study or just character or just how to navigate going through middle school where it's a hard time for mm-hmm. girls you know because mm-hmm. they are so emotional and they feel everything and mm-hmm. they're yeah making it new started friend out groups. with the idea of being a bible study yeah and then we started kind of talking with the other moms and daughters and stuff and really what they wanted were to tackle some of the subjects and then yeah. we bring in the biblical part of it, the biblical sure. application. But it was just, you know, a time that um, we really just kind of talked about, you know, I mean, friendships, you know, that's right. huge in it's, middle school. Yeah, I how think to that's navigate important. that. Mm-hmm. And their volleyball coach came and shared about her friendships, you know, and one that went bad and how she navigated that. And I mean, they're just, you know, wide-eyed looking at her like, you're the greatest thing ever. Yeah. So I think kids just, I, have a, I, say, I feel like I say this in every podcast, but I really am such a proponent of kids and adults mm-hmm. 
interacting in different environments. I mean, we see that with Lighthouse and we see, um, you know, with you talking about that, they crave that. But I think that helps kids become so much more well-adjusted when they're getting input from adults genuinely instead Mm -hmm. of reprimand or Mm -hmm. a teacher or something. Mm -hmm. But if they're seeing other people be transparent in front of them, I think that really helps them feel more balanced. So I I love that. Yeah. I love that. So what would be a couple hot topics that you think, aside from friends? Yeah. Um, I mean, we talked about purity, Mm -hmm. you know, and we made some analogies. And um, and so what what we would do is, you know, you you take an analogy and you teach them with it. And I mean, I don't really remember even specifically what that is, but they, you know, they would learn from that. And what it looks like to be pure, not just in your physical relationships, but just with your mind yep. and, and mm-hmm. everything. And so I think just, you know, they hear so much about purity in middle school, but not the whole big picture. You know, they're always talking about just physical purity. And, you know, and you're, you're talking about, you know, just the don'ts and all yeah. of that. And so we were able to talk about, you know, the beauty of it and that God created it and, you know, put a positive spin on it, but then there's timing and, yeah. you know, right. things like that. So we're just, That's I think good. that was a highlight and, um, gosh, I don't remember. We've talked about all kinds of stuff. And one cool thing we did was we actually had charm bracelets cause those were big then. And mm-hmm. we would, at the end of each time for the first year, they would get a little charm that kind of reminded them of the topic, the topic. we talked about. So cute. Mm-hmm. I yeah, love that. That's something and the reason gonna... this is important for this age is that middle school is a new high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids are just growing up faster. Absolutely. Not because they're more mature, but just because they're more exposed. Yeah. Right. And so they're encountering things that you and I didn't encounter until middle school yeah. or high school or, or later. You're absolutely yeah. right. So yeah. to, to I mean, the, the fact that, that kids are exposed to porn at this age, that the age they are mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just shocking, but that's reality. And their standard is so different because of what they're seeing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. is that normal? I'm like, mm-hmm. you know. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that's not normal just because you have access to it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And you still have, as a parent, you still have a little bit of the cool factor in middle school. You don't have it that much when they get to high school. Yeah. Yeah. And so you still have that relationship, but the, you still have the, it's mm-hmm. still a little bit of a stronger bond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So leveraging those sixth and seventh grade years, eighth grade years are really important. It's good to and know. And I think it's important, the fact that you're, um, one, you're driving it as the parent, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're, um, you're, you're, so Jesse got to see that you're interested not just in her, but her friends. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and then you're getting to know her friends mm-hmm. and then you're getting, you know, their friend's mom. So you're getting to know the families. And, and yeah. so it's creating not it's just for Jesse, but you're creating as well for the both of you, this really cool community, which I think yeah. we've just seen has been so important. We've learned that as we've kind of traveled through a little bit of the middle school that it's that important that we're now getting to the point with Rena, we want to make sure we're doing more of that mm-hmm. because we saw where we did glimpses of it with the boys and we mm-hmm. saw some of the value and like, wow, we need to do more of that. Right. Getting to know her friends, get, helping her form a really great core group right. to walk through those challenging years where they are getting exposed to so mm-hmm. much more that they shouldn't be getting exposed to, but because mm-hmm. of just the technology and the world we're in, mm-hmm. how important that is that, that they have that. I think that's... That's yeah. super great no, that that happened. No, it was great. And Jeff was able to do something with Cole. I mean, I actually got the idea from Jeff, but Cole wasn't old enough yet. So um, when we were talking to Lauren, it, her idea of Circle of Friends kind of implemented what he had already planned out, you know, with, with the guys group that um, he and David Sayers did. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, it was called Champion Tribes. And basically the premise is, is that we teach kids how to be champions in sports and music and, and right. in school, but we 
we sometimes fail to teach them how to be a champion in life. Yeah. yeah. And that's ultimately the goal. At some point, your athletic career will come to an end. Right. And more than likely, you'll still have decades of life ahead of right. you. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we, we just kind of came up with this. And it was really com- coming from David Sawyer's going to a bar mitzvah and seeing this rite of passage journey. Yeah. And he walked out of there and he thought, I've not once thought about doing this for myself. Hmm. And cool. so he looked around. There are a couple of good books, but nobody that actually mm-hmm. said, do this. Yeah. And so we both know David, and David said, I'm just going to make it up. So he did that for yeah. his first Sunday. He had five other dads and five sons. He invited different speakers. I was one of the speakers that just went to their basement. And when I walked in and saw it, I thought, I want to do this. Yeah. And so a few years later, we did it with Cole. And ultimately, it's, it's 12 lessons that you go through mm-hmm. about different things in life and different experiences. One of them is you actually go to a cemetery and write out your uh, what you want people to say about your life. So mm-hmm. imagine doing that as a 12-year-old. But ultimately, <laughs> it, it uh, results in a blessing. So all the families get together, and a dad basically reads a blessing over their son. Hmm. And this isn't a new idea, but it's a mainly forgotten one in Western culture. Yeah. So seeing Wendy do that with Jesse and seeing, uh, and then it's one of the most fun things that we did with Cole. Yeah. Um, and uh, they, we give them gifts and swords mm-hmm. and rings and all this kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, we want to center them because sometimes uh, if a young man or a young woman doesn't re- receive a blessing like this, they'll grow up and go looking for it in right. all the wrong places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's why this season is so important. Now, if you're beyond that season, it doesn't mean it's still not there. Right. You're it's right. not available. But for us in this season, it was if, if you were to ask us what's one of the most important things we did, it was this. Mm-hmm. Would your kids say the same? Do you think it's memorable for them? I think so. This? I think for both of them it was a highlight yeah. for sure. Because I think when they just for them to know you're being intentional about being with them and, and everything, they love that, right. you know. And they feel that. And I think they probably appreciate it more now than they did then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we, so we have other, we've created something that other dads can do. It's just championtribes.com. And so we were talking, Cole, Cole and I came and spoke to a father's group that was thinking about it. So I was telling them all about it. And then mm-hmm. finally one of the dads said, Cole, what do you think? And then he goes, hey, let me tell I loved it. And then he goes, but tells them how much he enjoyed yeah. it. So that was really cool. When yeah. he left that night, he goes, Dad, I think this is going to work. So Aww, that's cool. That's so you know, cool. Part of that original, original yeah. yeah. And the thing I love is that someday I think he'll be able to do this with his son. That's really cool. Um, and um, What a so great um, rite of passage to hand down, mm-hmm. right? A little tradition that mm-hmm. goes on in your family. I think mm-hmm. that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we've started. I think I've shared this with you this um, so great. with Ty. Uh, we didn't do it. We, I don't think it probably was around, but right, with our with CJ, I don't know that it was published and ready. But um, I'm doing this with Ty. He was in eighth grade, and which uh, is now, which is right now, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and with a group of guys that we really didn't know. I knew one guy really well, and then the boys. He knew one of the boys. Um, but we've been going through Champions Tribe, and um, and it's been really cool going through it with him. And I was kind of thankful that I hadn't gone through it with CJ. I love you, CJ. Um, <laughs> but this is something special that Ty and right. I have. Since uh, he's a second brother, yeah. Second, you know? Yeah, exactly. and so him and I are getting to do something that's new. So it wasn't like, oh, well, you did this with CJ, so now you're doing it with me. This is his and, and my thing. Mm-hmm. And it's been really cool for us to experience that mm-hmm. together. And it's been neat to hear him. You know, he'll be asking, hey, Dad, when's the next yep. champions meeting? Cool. And then we go, and I don't have to ask him. He grabs a journal, mm-hmm. and he knows to bring stuff and and he's just really you know embraced it and gotten into it and I told him I said hey listen you know some of this stuff it may seem corny right you, the first one you're walking around there's 
I'm going to give it all away, but there's a pretty cool ceremony, yeah, yeah. Um, at least for me, thinking about it. But if, from a 13-year-old's perspective, you're like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know, this is and he pre- kind of went begrudgingly. Yeah. Because he didn't know. He's like, what's dad taking me to, Mom? Mm-hmm. And he came back a totally different dude. Like, he had his box, and he was like... <laughs> Mom, it was so cool, and That's he was awesome. so excited. Yeah, and the really best thing, and I hope I don't cry, but oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the crier in our relationship. I Sorry, I wasn't going to cry. We both do. We but both do. the coolest thing was, I said, oh, I don't want to cry, so let me just, you can always edit it, which is good. <laughs> the really cool thing was when he came back and he said, Mom, it just is going to give me this awesome time with Dad. Yeah. I was like, oh, home run, right? Yeah, so, right. And I think it's important to know the context of what's happening here, because the Mm -hmm. context of what Wendy did with Circle for Friends, what you're doing right now, is and it's it's why leadership lessons with dad in the car didn't work. That's the right context. Right, that's right. They're half asleep. They don't want to. Yep. The content that YouTube video was good. You're uh, still working it, Jeff. That's right. They're half asleep. They don't want to go to school. And here I am talking about leadership. Well, the context was not. Right, the environment, the environment, the timing, right. That's why you know when you have the talk, we all need to Mm -hmm. have the talk. But it's really not one talk; it's a series Series, of talks, discussions. So to go hang out with Chris, and we're going to hang out. Plus, we're going to maybe go get pizza together afterwards with all the guys. Mm -hmm. The context and the environment is just ripe for those kind of conversations. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's not just sitting your kid down and going, we're going to have a talk tonight about something important. (laughs) We're going to talk about character and get your notebook out. The environment around it has to be, you know, our mutual friend Andy Stanley says, your approach to the Mm -hmm. conversation Mm -hmm. is sometimes as as important as the content. The actual content. Yeah. Because if the approach is wrong, the content doesn't matter because you're not going to get the content out. You're right. So as a parent, I think it's helpful to to approach the, 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 have that approach the right way. It's the idea of building um, these conversations into moments and right. memories, you know, that are going to stick. And so it's not just the talk, it's the, what's surrounded the talk. And then they pay even more attention to the talk mm-hmm. because right. of the moment and the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, it, it's been a really cool time for us. We just did, um, I think it was two or three weeks ago, cemetery visit. So when you mentioned okay. it, I was like, yeah, that's fresh. We just, yeah. we were just there because we took a little bit of a break over the summer with everybody's travel sure, sure. and we just started back uh, a couple weeks back and we did the cemetery visit and it was just a really fun conversation to talk with him about that. And I even remember sharing, I'm like, man, I, I didn't think about this stuff. No one asked me this question mm-hmm. when I was 13 and wow, I wish someone had. And I said, I don't know that I would have said, I'm going to do this and now I'm actually doing it. But I just never even thought about that as a 13-year-old. And, and I said, I'm just excited you're having the conversation, whether it's what ends up happening right. or where right. you end Absolutely. up going or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just grateful that, you know, we're in a situation where you get to think about it and I get to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was a really neat uh, opportunity for us to go through that That's and right. with the other boys as well. So, And I think it's teaching him to be assertive, which I love, is that... He's not just speaking to Chris. He's being able to speak to other men mm-hmm. and adults as well as his other peers. Right. And there's just a cool maturity that's starting to happen when he's feeling safe to be transparent. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes I think, you know, they would be gigglers, you know, what I mean? at yeah. that yeah. age. Oh, yeah. we're not going to talk about this. But creating an environment where to talk about some serious things mm-hmm. or, hey, what do you think? Mm-hmm. And that knowing that there's maybe five other dads that truly care mm-hmm. about his answer, I think has created some really good security for him. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and maturity. And uh, so it's been wonderful. Yeah, so it's thank been you. Fun. We're excited. And it's been cool. Kudos to yeah. It's been cool. So, well, hey, that's, um, that's going to wrap us on the first episode. Um, some so much great stuff and great learning, and um, and I'm really excited about what's next in episode <laughs> two, where we're going to get into some uh, foundation and just core principles of just family life and technology a little bit. We'll dig into that, and even this dating, and then thinking about launching because you've launched one and preparing to launch two. So we're going to get into some of that in the second episode. What a great first episode with Wendy and Jeff. As I come off of it, I'm just so glad we had that time to be able to hang out with them. It's just comfortable. They're both so transparent and real. That's so refreshing. You know, I think if anything, as parents, it's so refreshing to be with people who are going to shoot you straight and and be honest and not put on airs. You know, so often I think we want to be parents that are seen in a good way, like the picture parent on the, mm-hmm. the magazine cover. And what I've loved about all these couples, and especially Jeff and Wendy, is that you can just sit with people who you know are going to be extremely real. And that's the best benefit that we yeah. can get, right? It was just fun. Mm-hmm. I just enjoyed sitting with them. It's yeah. just fun catching up and, and getting to hear how they thought through some of those different things growing up as, as parents. So it was enjoyable. Enjoyed it. Great. Um, next episode with them is going to get into a little bit more on, hey, core values. What did that look like in your family? Uh, we'll talk a lot, a good bit about technology. We'll get into that mm-hmm. definitely a good bit. And, uh, and also even just some dating independence. And, and then uh, we'll ask him one of our favorite questions of what do you wish you did more of? What do you wish you did less of? We'll ask him that at the end. Yeah. Um, y'all can catch that in the next episode. Hey, again, just a reminder, everybody, to please go out and rate and review, uh, whether that's on iTunes or wherever it is that you're listening. And that will be super helpful for other folks just like you to be able to find the Hindsight Podcast and learn with us. And if you'll check out Facebook, uh, we've got a page there that will post pictures of the couples that we've interviewed with, give you a brief bio, and any resources that they mention, we will cite those there as well. And that's also a great place for you to be able to give your feedback. Yeah. So thanks for listening to the first episode, and we'll see you on the next one with Jeff and Wendy. Take care. See you later.